everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. Identity assurance, identity and access management for specific access, for secure access to computers of all sizes and shapes under all kinds of different scenarios, which enables that the right individuals can access the right resources at the right times and for the right reasons is a very complex challenge. While passwords have become a part of everyday life and the use of biometrics is also in, on the rise. The debate remains whether the current form of human identity authentication is efficient and secure. There is a growing need to identity assurance and management solutions to be strong enough to accommodate the growing complexities of not only the organizations, but also their complex computing environments. So how to assure identity effectively? Do we need new ideas, new innovations, and new advances in technology that can bring us a promise of identity assurance? Perhaps. To discuss one such new idea, I'm delighted to welcome Hitoshi Kokumai to Risk Roundup. Mr. Hitoshi Kokumai is the president of Nermonic Security Inc. and is based in Japan. Welcome, Mr. Hitoshi. I'm honored to have you on Risk Roundup. Thank you, Professor Jayasi. And I'm very uh, thank you, Professor, for having me. Wonderful. Thank I'm you, very pleased to be given this the chance of uh, talking about digital identity uh, in cyberspace. I'm not in a position to talk much about the identity problem in the real world or in a physical world. I'm, I would like to focus on this identity in cyberspace because the requirement uh, is very different from the old days that we can get ourselves identified only physically. Now we live in the world where where identity can be easily synthesized. And uh, we have digital twins on the internet. And uh, the need of digital identity, I don't need to emphasize it here because everybody knows it. What I would like to emphasize is that the digital identity in the cyberspace cannot be separated from our will or volition and our memory. It would be wrong to consider that our identity can be authenticated without asking our involvement, volitional involvement. So I am fiercely against the idea of the authentication without password. Password is absolutely necessary for authentication in democratic society where we should not be authenticated without having our volition confirmed. If we get authenticated, without getting asked about our volition, we would see that uh, we would see a dystopia like 1984. And having said that, we know that the password is a headache for every one of us. 
everybody is hating, loathing the trouble of managing the passwords. But here, we should be careful. When we're talking about password, we mean text-only password. People are complaining about the burden of text-only password, and some people jump to the conclusion that password is a problem. No, the problem is a text password or text-only password. And we, we are advocating that password system can be and should be expanded to include non-text memory objects. One good example and the one most practicable object is image, visual image, pictures. And by using pictures as a part of the password system, we can achieve a very practicable, hard to forget, hard to break, and panic-proof identity authentication measures. That's what uh, I am doing with my friends. That's wonderful. You know, and first of all, thank you for clarifying that we are talking about the human identification and authentication in cyberspace because we are not talking about you know in the geospace so that is, thank you for the clarification and the second point that you made about is that password needs to be there for the democratic society and for uh, understanding the location and position what exactly do you mean by position of individuals and why do you think that passwords are essential for knowing the position of any individual in the cyberspace uh, sorry, I I don't understand what you mean by position uh, oh. because I, I didn't use that word. Oh, you, uh, uh, maybe, you know, uh, misunderstanding, but I thought you uh, said that, you know, to understand the position of uh, an individual, but that's fine, you know, if uh, we can move past that. So what you are uh, proposing is that we need to focus on the memory. We need to focus oh, okay. on the... Okay, and so uh, the password, by password, the, the word of password is uh, polysemantic and uh, it has different meanings depending on the context. And so yeah. let me make it clear uh, what is essential for digital identity is secret credential secret credential secret credential doesn't necessarily have to be text whatever we can remember privately can be secret credential so long as it can be shared between we between us and the computer but then it could are we not introducing this risk, you know, we, are we not making the security risk even more, you know, greater if we share the secrets that we know we have with the password, you know, uh, the uh, company or whoever is oh. managing that? I said the secret credentials must be shared between us and the computer, not necessarily me and other people. 
But their secret credential, if it is partic- it is properly encrypted or hashed, then other people cannot share it with me. That's the that's where encryption contributes to our safety. Yes, I hear you on that, and I wish so, that there was so, I wish I wish there was a encryption that cannot be broken. And these days, you don't even need a you know strong and uh, I mean. Uh, technology to break the encryption, the homomorphic encryption, then can just look into any database and uh, identify the patterns, understand, you know, what is in that. And there are AI can pretty much, you know, get uh, anything, you know, from the computer. Once it's in the cyberspace, anything is accessible. Uh, If we can talk about the very extreme situation, that we don't have any effective encryption, Right. Then it's beyond our our scope. Yes, not we, yet. We, we can talk about the safe digital identity on the assumption that we have an effective encryption somehow. Yes. So uh, I don't think uh, it's constructive to yeah. talk about what would happen when we don't have any effective encryption. Uh, we may, in that station, we may need to abandon the life of, uh, abandon the digital life, cyber life altogether. We should destroy all the computers, all the <laughs> networks, yeah. and we, we, we need to live on the paper and the seeds and uh, no, physical not, objects alone. So we, so so when we talk about uh, password, text password, secret credentials, we are talking about on the firm assumption that we can rely on effective encryption, somewhere or other. What 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 encryption do you uh, prefer that would you know uh, protect the identity what, and all secret data? For, for identity management, mm-hmm. the most important technology is hashing. Yes. Without hashing, digital uh, identity is difficult to exist because everyone can share our secret credentials. Hashing can prevent it so long as hashing is effective. Right, right, I understand. So, so now, uh, today, as we see, the passwords are commonly used during the login process uh, that can control the access to any kind of protected operating systems or yes. computers or mobile phones or cable or TV or, you know, automated tele- ATM machines uh, at the banks and so many uh, different places. So how will these approach that you are proposing the expanded password system change the state of user account creation, authentication and protection? What will need to change? The overall picture will not be changed. I see. For we need a password for many, many applications. 
we will continue to rely on password. In other words, we, we, we will need to rely, continue to rely on sec shared secret credentials for many, many years onwards. At the same time, we all hate the current text-only passwords because it's too hard to manage. It's virtually impossible for human being to handle dozens of reliable passwords. Yes. Everybody knows it. But at the same time, we know that we are complaining not about that, not about secret credentials. We are complaining about text-only password. Yes. Because so far, we have been given only, we have only been given the chances to use or feed text-only password. Wherever you go, you have to feed text passwords. You are not allowed to feed any other passwords. So we need to separate the problem very clearly. We are not suffering from the problem of password. We are suffering from the problem of text-only password. Yes, so you just, uh, I mean, in addition to the text, and all these uh, different symbols that we have currently, you also want to incorporate another variable. Yes. Where, and how would that work? Who will who will incorporate that? So do you have a system that uh, can automatically add all that uh, that is necessary to the current password systems? Or we yes, need to an entirely new system? There are many ways to solve the problem of test passwords. And the one way is to build something from scratch and displace text passwords. It's possible. And another way is to produce a simple software to convert our memory of image, our image memory into text. It's simple. You have, imagine, uh, yes, imagine you are watching a matrix of images. Yes. Say uh, the matrix is made of, say, 36 images, six by six, 36 images. And on that matrix, you have five known images. Say the, the pictures of a doll your daughter loved to play 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and a bicycle, a sort of bicycle that I used to ride when I was a boy. Got it, got it. Or uh, a picture of a famous mountain taken by myself those images we can find, pick up quite easily. And if those pictures are presented by a long data identifier, say if, uh, if one image is presented by, say, 100 byte data, 
when we pick up five pictures, we'll have 500 bytes identified data. That data, when hashed, it will be a very strong authentication data or secret credential shared between me and the machine. But a third person would find it impossible to get it back to the image that I selected. So what you're talking about is uh, personalization of the password. We yeah. decide you know, what we want on the password, whether it's only images or whether we want our own names or whatever we decide, you know, it will be our own personal passwords and it will be between us and the computers. But the computer is basically computational intelligence. I mean, AI is like, I mean, we discussed before, you think the, the, that the, the, it's the, the, AI, can imitate what we humans do very efficiently. And at the end of the day, AI will be able to decipher our hashed value. But we would be all right if, if we are dead when the computer AI succeeds in deciphering our secret credential. Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear that. It's not, it's the, not the problem of whether they can or they cannot. The problem mm -hmm. is if they can do it quickly or they can do it after we are dead. Yeah, you're right. I, I hear you on that. But the point that you made that we need to have an ability to personalize passwords, I like that. I think it's a really good, uh, you know, suggestion and we, should be able to put in password whatever we want to. You know, it can be uh, images, it can be any object, it of a family or you know any any object that we like or any vacation spot. We can decide what we want to have on that. So personalization of password is a really good idea. But now you know that we use password in so many different places. Uh, and as we just you know discussed a few minutes before that you know it can be for the ATMs, it can be for social media, it can be for uh, downloading applications, it can be for anything. So if we are using all these passwords in a lot of different places right now, you know that many people just use the same password everywhere, which is not a good idea, but they still do that because yes, it's, it's much easier. So on the what you are proposing is. Will the on this expanded password or personalized password protection, do you see a need to have a different, you know, passwords for uh, different personalized password for all different applications, or you know, people will be able to use the same for everything? No, because no, we simplicity, right? Our memory of text is very limited, and uh, text and the numbers are. Uh, vulnerable to the the cognitive uh, the, the phenomenon uh, called interference of memory. So we we cannot uh, keep remembering more than several random passwords, and so we have to reuse the same passwords many across many accounts. But when coming to pictures, we can allocate all the different unique matrix of images to many different accounts. This means that the account A 
I can use the pictures, a, a, a unique set of pictures. Mm -hmm. And for account B, I can use another different uh, matrix of pictures. Yes. That way, our storage of image memories are huge over, say, acquired over decades, uh, three decades, four decades, five decades life. We, it's, it's impossible to exhaust our image memories yes. for, for, say, dozens of uh, accounts. I don't, I don't claim that we, we can manage thousands or tens of thousands of different accounts. I'm not sure. Yes. But when we talk about a dozen or two dozens or three dozens of different accounts, our brain has sufficient volume of pictures yes. to use. Yes, very true. No, I, I, and, uh, that's a good point. And, yes. And uh, uh, the, one of the biggest problems of text passwords is that there are many bright people who can remember very strong passwords and several of very strong passwords, but few of them are able to remember the relation between the accounts and the corresponding passwords. Yes. You can uh, say, I, when I was young, I, my memory was a bit better than now, and I could remember some several high entropy passwords. Right. But I couldn't remember the, rem the relation between the account and the corresponding password. This password, I, I remember this long password, but I don't recall this password for which account. Yeah. So I had to rely on that memo, yeah. even though I can rem I could remember a long password. I had to rely on writing it down because I couldn't remember the relation between the account and the corresponding passwords. Yeah. And this is, I assume, this is the the biggest uh, cognitive problem we we have when when handling text passwords. Yes. No. I. I and, yes. That and is. And we can be relieved from this burden if we use Imagine. our visual memories because pictures reminds yes. us. Yes. This this matrix is for that particular person because when access to an account, the account presents my pictures yes from from which i will select my picture password sure i mean uh, think about it if so, we are talking if we are talking about let's say a bank account then we can have an image of that bank we can have the image of the 
you know locations near the bank or the street so all those things it like you say you know it's very easy to remember because we know the physical location of the bank we know the uh, you know physical location of the street or you know anything that is next door so those things are very easy for us to remember so you are right that rather than those long passwords this would be much easier way to have our memory you know store all that information and it would be very easy to access that when we need it but as you know that you know uh, all these organizations i mean we are also talking about access to enterprises enterprise passwords you know so they all have different policies and they set different requirements for the composition and usage of passwords and there are also different authentication frameworks that define requirements for user authentication for many different kinds of digital services including you know the requirements for the passwords that we are talking about so some things will need to change what do you think will need to change in the uh, a little bit earlier you said that nothing will need to change that yeah. we can create a simple you know yeah. software that would be able to do all that so that software will be on the user side or the uh, enterprises side where who will need to use the software there are multiple ways to to tackle the problem okay. and uh, one one simple solution is enterprises will need to uh accept very long passwords in 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 some cases uh some some companies don't accept very long passwords they will give limit to 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 the to the length it should be removed or it could the ceiling could could be made very high then at our end at, at the user's end when when we have this software uh we, we call it the expanded password system it will have the con the function of converting the image into text when you pick up four or five pictures the software turns the our image memory into a very long text passwords then that that text password would be sent to the company the okay. company turns uh, the company make uh, get the hashed value from that long text and compared it with the hashed values they they store in that yes. case uh, the companies don't need to do anything but to remove the limit to the text passwords if they already accept long enough passwords they don't have to do anything they they can keep using the existing text password system in order to accept the merit of expanded password system just by encouraging the employees or consumers to use the image to text converter software made of expanded password system and it's easy because 
what we need to do is just to convert the images into text and converting image to text can be done by many ways by quick computers very easily. If one picture is represented by, say, 10 characters, for instance, if you pick up four pictures, then 40 characters will be sent out to the company. No, I, and, I yes. And making the software for this job, uh, making uh, the writing a software to do this job, we already did 15 years ago, could be easily done. We, we already proved that it was easy. Oh, you have already developed this software? Yes, and uh, uh, it was used for digital shoppers up to 140,000 people successfully online and uh, some software were even used by for very demanding application and very demanding environment by a military force so it's already we already proved that this is not the concept we already turned this concept into actual product for both military use and the commercial use great wonderful that, congratulations for that that is a uh, good you know development and it would certainly you know help the uh, authentication of individuals depending you know on what uh, different uh, variables the organization wants to make sure how uh, secured and how complex they want the uh, personalized password you know system i would call it personalized you can call it expanded system uh, but uh, that is a good development so based on all the different uh, testing that has happened with the army and on the commercial sites do you see any specific issues uh, that needs to be considered when uh, anyone any user uh, decides to choose uh, you know what images to use or what kind of uh, uh, different objects to use is there anything that they need to be uh, concerned about or i mean because see images can be in black and white in colored you know uh, of different you know uh, strength different you know clarity and different resolution so is there anything that they need to be careful about when they choose any images i'm glad that you asked uh million dollar question picking up the pictures uh associated with our good memory, happy memory, we can look it and find them even when we are in panic or we are under a very strong pressure. Uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, 
uh, military people were in, interested in, in this solution. It's a panic proof. And uh, I believe that the democratic societies must be able to provide the citizens with identity, identity authentication measures that is practicable even in emergencies like disaster recovery or earthquake, flooding, or civil conflicts or the fire. We, as, we, we may face uh, emergency at any time. And uh, when we live with, when we, we live pre-digital society, our identity uh, could be uh, ident uh, confirmed by neighbors or families and neighbors. But in this area, we, we need to be authenticated digitally in order to get the services provided digitally. We have to uh, obtain money from ATM from machine, or we, we need to pay electronically to survive, and we need to get ourselves identified electronically in order to accept it by hospitals. We live in those days. In, we, we live in this environment. This means we, we need to have a means to get us authenticated even when we are trapped in the disaster. When, even when we are naked. So the, uh, we, even when we are naked, even when we are injured, even when we are panicked. Here, we can contribute a lot because how to remember password will not come out when we are in panic. We know from my experience, I can recall the long password when we are calm, but when we are under stress, long password wouldn't come, come up. And when, and, and when we are in, a, in disaster, we should not be supposed to carry certificates, physical tokens. We should assume that we, we don't have them. So I think that's what you meant when you, in the first uh, uh, discussion point, you said that under any position. So that's what probably you were trying to say that yeah, yeah, if yeah. we are under stress, or if yes. we are in certain situation, then you know we won't remember. So yes. now I can so, make a of what you were trying to say. So that's a very good point, and we need, so, we need to consider that. Yes. So uh, I believe that every government uh, must be able to provide the citizens with something like like this. Yes. The authentication measure that can be practiced even when citizens are. In trapped in disaster, even when they are naked, even they are injured, 
even they are panicked. And in that sense, our approach uh, could help a lot. Yes, absolutely. I, I hear your point on that. But there is one technical question I was just thinking about as you were explaining. The current password systems that uses the numbers and letters and uh, some of the symbols, that the size of that, the data file size would be very small. Now, when we use the images the first time and when the images are, you know, uh, modified into whatever version of numbers or however you modify, however your software modifies, does the data file size increase significantly or it remains still the same? It was a big problem when we first thought of this approach 20 years ago. 20 years ago, memory was expensive. Yes. And the communications was slow. But nowadays, a small smartphone is a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand times more powerful than 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, nobody uh, has to worry about the size of the memory because a small shot of picture is already larger than the size of the data we are talking about. Yes, yes, no, I hear you on that. But still, it it is still, if you are talking about uh, large organizations where they have thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands of employees, or if a country, you know, I mean, how many billions it, of people? It, it, it's, it's, it's fraction, fraction of their capacity. Okay. When we when we first implemented uh, this system uh, fifteen years ago in in Japan uh, for up to one million uh, consumers, uh, at, at the at the end of the day, the, the user was one hundred forty thousand, but the system was built uh, designed for one million uh, users fifteen years ago. Yes, yes. And yet, the, the data to handle a million users was a fraction of the capacity of, of the system. Nowadays, it's a, it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Sure, sure. I hear you on that. So uh, how are you planning to move forward on this? You have already tested this software. Uh, how are you planning to commercialize it, you know, on a broader scale, you know, so that every country can benefit from this? We made a small success in Japan, uh, but that success uh, is limited because the, the program was written in Japanese for Japanese market. So we need to uh, rewrite the software in English for the global market. We have yet to do it. Okay. And uh, uh, we are now thinking of setting up the global headquarters uh, in, in the near future to uh, scale up uh, for, for the global population. Our objective is not to make money, but to uh, see all the global population be rem 
be relieved from the burden of the text-only password and uh, uh, make the life difficult for criminals. Yes. Now, coming to that point, and I'm glad that you know you are thinking of uh, uh, making it in English English version, so everybody can use it, you know, across nations. But if it, uh, I mean, that's a good, you know, development, and I'm glad to hear that you are moving forward in that direction. But if we talk about the passwords, and you just talked about the hackers and you know security, so it reminds me that passwords are usually transmitted unprotected. And you are thinking of, you know, uh, transmitting that information encrypted, which is a really good sign that you are thinking of security. But, you know, sending that on all different uh, pages or social media, some of them are secure, some of them are not secure. And some places, a lot of applications are secured, some of them are not secure. So how would that encryption process work? if the accounts are you know tied to uh, sites that are not protected or that are not secured and what would it mean for the hackers who are trying to you know hack they're just waiting for uh, those sites and the access points and the data you know that is being transmitted there so even if you have your data encrypted when it you know goes to that site but if that site is not uh, secured then how would that work Jeffrey, uh, I understand that everybody in this business uses encryption. We are, we, we are just one of them. Encryption is available for everybody, for both good guys and bad guys. Yes. And, uh, and so encry encryption is neutral, already neutral to, to everybody. And the bad guys are using it. The good guys are using it. Everybody. And the, 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 we need encryption, as other people need en encryption. And uh, the, the, the key is not the encryption, because in, in everybody can use encryption. The key is the uh, how to uh, incorporate our memory into the into the world of technology. The world of the technology is neutral to everybody. We are unique only in the way of incorporating our memory into this technological picture. And I hear you on that. I hear you. On that. And 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 by uh bringing in our will volition and the memory we we can make the, the system uh safe to the people not to the system uh many people are, are so many people are, uh obsessed with the idea of protecting the systems. We are more, con we are focusing more on protecting the people. I think you have the right approach. I, and, 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 I always yes. agree to that. That is, that is the heart of security. If you are, you know, able to protect the individual, secure the individual identity, not only of humans, but also for machines in the coming years. Yes, yes, then yes. By, Yes. solve the major security problem 
I, I think you are on the right path. But I have one question, you know, thinking about the security, because many enterprises, they use the their users, their individuals that are working on some very important program or very important uh, uh, system. They all use the same password because of the technical reasons, because they all need to continue that and they cannot log out and log back in uh, for, you know, the uh, otherwise the system would go down. So under those scenarios, they cannot, uh, if you have a system where everybody use their personal, you know, memory-based uh, images, then they would not be able to use that. Then we would need to create some sort of system where they can use an images that is uh, centered around the system so everybody can remember that because then we cannot have a system or of images which are personal to that individual so that would need to be a little bit different approach if you are talking about certain other systems uh, do you understand my point i am trying to say sorry I I had some difficulty. Uh, let me let me explain you. Uh, for example, in a bank, uh, there a program runs throughout the day, twenty four seven, and the users of the program the, that are working there, you know, on the back end, they are different people. They cannot, uh, you know, come and log log out of the system, and then someone else has to log back in. Uh, so the system needs to continue. There cannot be a way that, you know, you can stop the system to log in, log out. So for those kind of systems, there will need to be a little bit different approach than, you know, uh, having, uh, you understand my point. Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, those banks don't, don't do anything particular. They, they can keep using it while employees, consumers can make the password stronger by uh, making use of our approach. So, as I said uh, earlier, we can provide the converter program. The converter program, the job of it just just one job, converting the image memory into text passwords. Say, converting our image memory into a very, very long password. Yeah. And, and it's just writing a software. There is no hardware. There is no costly items just by providing the, the plug-in software module into users' devices or somewhere on the website, all the citizens, all the employees, everybody will be, will be able to send out very, very long password to the existing text password systems. Yes. So banks, governments, all the, the companies or everybody keeps using existing text password system 
without stopping or without rebuilding or without replacing, without doing anything. They just continued to use the current existing text passwords. At the same time, we will be able to make the entire password system safer by just supplying small software mm. to everybody. So you just so, your system just needs to integrate with the current system. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, where do you see problems? You know that you that may emerge as you move forward, as you know you see that your system starts getting integrated into all different you know systems across nations do you anticipate any problems technical non-technical problems or what are your thoughts on as commercialization or your expansion i i don't see any uh prohibitive obstacle for for this project if people realize that uh, the current text, pro text password headache would go away just by incorporating our solution, then we would see it. The, currently, we are not known. Our solution is not known. It's the problem. If our solution becomes known to the people, then I'm optimistic they will use it. I, I, they, I they will use it because it wouldn't cost much. The society as a whole don't have to do anything they just keep continue to use the current text password system. Yes. It costs nothing to them. It costs a bit to write the software, to convert the image memory to text. So the social cost to solve this problem as a whole is very tiny as compared with the uh, benefit uh, yeah. that the society as a whole can gain. Yes, I, and, hear you. Uh, I hear you on that. And we do need systems like that. So what would you like to tell uh, our global viewers and listeners after listening to this risk round of discussion, if they get interested in contacting you in knowing more about your software and system, where could they reach you? Ah, then uh, could you please, at the end of the video, uh, show my LinkedIn address and the Twitter account address. Okay. Okay, definitely. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, in the article that we post, we'll be happy to incorporate uh, your contact details. Do you have a website that they could, you know, look at uh, to get more information? Yes. Okay. So you... I, yeah, yes. So I will be writing all the contact details uh, later. 
Okay, wonderful. You can send it to me and I'll be happy to incorporate Yes, 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 certainly. Wonderful. So uh, is there anything else you would like to tell our global viewers and listeners about your system? Then uh, I would like them to uh, have a quick look at the, the, the video that, that, that we, we provide on the website. Okay, wonderful. So thank you so much, uh, Bitoshi, for participating in Risk Roundup today. And especially what you told me that your approach is human-centric and focusing on strengthening the identity authentication of humans. Uh, I, I was really happy to hear about that because that is the need of the time that we secure human identity uh, authentication. And hopefully in the coming years, we have a similar approach for machine authentication as well, rather than focusing on the other systems and all different kinds of approaches, because it is the human identity that is at the center of all these, you know, chaos and crisis that is happening uh, and the, because of the security vulnerability. So we appreciate your thoughtful insight on uh, uh, this new approach that you have for the expanded password protection and our global viewers and listeners will benefit tremendously from the information you shared today about your project, your system that you are developing, the software that you are uh, trying to develop in English so that uh, everybody across nations can benefit from that. And uh, based on this discount of discussion, uh, I think you know it, this will be of a great service to everyone. So we thank you for that. Thank you very much. Wonderful. So Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology conversions and transformation happening across cyberspace, aquaspace, geospace and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security and peace, they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if you build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risks together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup videos or listen to the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgrouppalacy.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayshree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.